0: Well, welcome to another episode of the Last Drinks podcast. I'm Will Hitchens, so you don't have to be. And I'm joined today by Kane Zamet. Welcome, Kane. Thanks, brother. Pleasure to be here. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you here. Thanks, brother. Um, like everybody, everybody has a story. And um, from the cliff notes that Kane sent me um, on Instagram, I thought it was quite an interesting story to hear more about. So he's yep. kindly come today to share a bit more about it. Um, and you're also a protege of two former guests we've had on this podcast. I believe you're being currently coached by Jackson Tippett. Yep. But you've also worked with uh, Darcy Cogdale as well. Two legends. <laughs> two yeah. legends for sure. Um, you've done a lot of great work, um, two fine young gents. So we'll get into that and how they've um, influenced and mentored you to the, uh, the man that you are today and the journey that you're on. But we'll get into the origins of Kane and. Um, I guess our podcast, it's it's based around alcohol and our abuse with it, addiction, sobriety, and everything in between. Um, but you've come today with, I guess, some different vices that you used to partake in. So, what were those vices? So the main ones for me, the biggest one for
1: me was the Xanax. Mm-hmm. The Xanax with the alcohol was where it started. Yeah, and because for me, I wasn't, I liked drinking, but it took me so long to get like 15 beers down Mm. and then so i was probably 17 and someone had a couple xanax bars at this party and i was already a couple drinks in i had had a xanax and that night i fell in love with it like Mm. the feeling i got from it was unreal it was like i was drunk i didn't care about it. like what a xanax does is like it works on the receptors in your brain that tell you not to do something or your anxiety receptors Mm. So when you have it, you don't worry about anything. Any worries you have, just go. Yeah. And you're at absolute peace. Like, mm-hmm. it's so dangerous. Mm. And, yeah, I just fell in love with it that night. And that was my go-to from then. Mm. And so that was 17. And then, yeah, it was just every weekend from then, it was just the Xanax, the alcohol. And then, yeah, I fell in
0: love with it. Mm. So it was mostly more Xanax than alcohol. Or is it a combination of both? It was a combination. Yeah, it it was it was like the the
1: perfect combo. I would wouldn't really do a Xanax just by itself mm. because it would still work, but the alcohol would just kick it in ten times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like alcohol is like a booster for the Xanax. Yeah, and it was like it was cheap because I'd mm. get a Xanax for twenty, and mm. then I wouldn't need to get many drinks. I'd get yeah. a four of like Midori's or something, mm. and that was me for the night. Yeah,
0: and so was this just the the crowd of people you were knocking around with? that yeah they're just like well this is what everyone else is doing so pretty just well. get stuck into pretty it pretty well
1: yeah. that's how it how it started yeah yeah. but then it got to the point where people I, I was sort of inflicting it onto people throughout my my time where I, mm. I was giving people their first Xanax bars and stuff and I'm not proud of that mm-hmm. and I'll own that now yeah. so that's why now today I only try to positively impact people because I know how I used to be I used mm. to be the person bringing it to the party yeah. and then you know? Hm. So I've seen people go down the bad roads because of me and now just trying to make up for it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean I've had those experiences even with um I mean back in the day when I used to drink and then you'd talk to people who didn't drink yep. and you're just like, Oh, what are you doing? Come on, have a drink like yep. trying to egg yeah. on people to, to join it's in on done. your um Yeah. yeah. When really yeah. once then I started going down a dark path with it. I was reluctant to, if someone wasn't drinking, I was like, yeah, okay, like because yeah. I yeah. didn't want them to go down the path that I did. Yeah. And so how long were you doing Xanax and alcohol for and that combination? All up for four and a
1: half years. Mm-hmm. But it was, so that was 17 I started. And then probably 19, I started to experiment more into drugs. And that's mm-hmm. when I first, I was, I, yeah, I was 19 when I first smoked ice and that. the first time I'd done that was the same I mm. fell in love with it yeah. and from then on at 19 the Xanax was kind of I was kind of over the Xanax because I wasn't getting the high that I got at the start mm. you need more and more and, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean mm. you're always chasing that first time And so the ice when I first tried that it was like you know you get the feeling you love it You mm. it, it lures you in Yeah. and then that's the go to and then I was sort of only using the Xanax to take the edge off the ice. Yeah. So it's like the uppers and the downers keep me yeah. like mellow, mm. but still like, yeah, it was crazy.
0: Yeah, like because yeah, you'd have something like ice, which just like amphetamines, which yep. just been fucking wire and keep you going, and then Xanax, like zens take you the out. Edge off. Yeah. <laughs> so they'd be, yeah, you'd be all over the place like this, wouldn't you? It was
1: like a cocktail. Yeah, I was just always experimenting, and then yeah, the uppers with the downers, and then the alcohol, and then. My problem was I, I would never want to call the bender quits. I would mm. always be the one that's up for 3 days, 4 days, sometimes longer, just mm. didn't want to go to sleep. Yeah. And I'd just be sitting there fucking mumbling, couldn't even string a sentence together. I'd go yeah. home to mum and dad and they'd be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Mm. And I, I thought I looked fine. I thought I looked good. Yeah. And I don't know if you you've seen some of those videos. Yeah, yeah. Like I look back now and like I look like a creature. I look mm. fucking Everyone used to tell me, you're looking terrible. And I, I, couldn't, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't see it, mother. Yeah, 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 you I get you high, don't. look in the mirror and think I looked a million bucks. Mm. Swear to God. Mm. Just got to the point where it wasn't doing it for me. Mm. And I, I'd go out from Friday to Monday, wouldn't sleep. And then Monday to Friday would just be sleeping. Couldn't mm. get up before midday. Mm. Had no drive. Um, had no purpose. Like, didn't. Didn't have any goals. And then come Friday, I'd get a buzz about me like, yeah, you know, Mm. getting on it now. And then do the same thing. And it was just a constant cycle Friday to Monday Mm. and then sleep all week.
0: Yeah. So essentially, yeah, because you didn't have much else going on. Then it was very easy to just get on it every weekend. Because like, well, this is the only thing that got going for me. So I just keep sending it every weekend. That's all I knew. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But it it was an escape. I was
1: was depressed because of the drugs. Mm. And it was my, my only way to feel like at that time take the pain away I guess because mm. I didn't want to face my problems yeah I didn't want to face them head on so I'd just mask them with the drugs and yeah it got it got to a point where it was just it was depressing and I was hurting everybody around me mm. like my parents yeah mainly my sister like they seemed the worst of me so nowadays just doing what I can to make it up to them mm.
0: so so what problems were you not facing and at those days I guess when you instead of just getting it on the drugs what were, you, what were the problems that you weren't facing I think it was just
1: actually being a man and like working I, mm. I didn't want to work yeah I, I, just, I just wanted to sell drugs and get on drugs mm-hmm. and didn't want to own my stuff didn't yeah. want to you know what I mean mm. just thought you could just do it the easy way the non-legit way Yeah, but anything with bad intentions or like that it's, it's, it won't last it might mm. be good for six months yeah, but it won't last unless you've unless you're doing the right thing I don't believe anything will prosper mm-hmm. so that's why I used to think I was so unlucky because bad things would always happen to me mm. but it was just the energy that I was putting out you know what yeah. I mean I would get it all back
0: mm. yeah and that's it it's an easy cycle to get into especially if you don't have anything else sort of going for you you just you don't have like well i don't have a job i don't have yeah. goals to aspire to i don't have a life that i can especially in a depressive state which if funny enough can be caused by excessive like drinking and drugs and you're in that state and then what will temporarily relieve you from that is to just go back on them even though that, that's the stuff that's causing the depression yeah. in the yeah. first place um so did it just progress from there um I mean, we just spoke before, you mentioned drug-induced psychosis. So you had some experience with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for
1: sure. Um, so as I said, that I would like to stay up for days and days. Mm. So when I when I'd get up on the amphetamines and a couple of times where I got past like the five, six day mark <laughs> and not even any sleepers, like any Xanax or Valiums or anything could get me to sleep because mm. I'd go through like a ball. Of ice in a couple of days, and it would just keep me up. And the worst time ever was probably it was it was over a week, and my mum was giving me stuff to try and get me to sleep. I couldn't mm. sleep, and I was literally I thought there was all these people in the house. I thought mm. like I could see all these things, but they weren't real. Yeah, and it was the scariest. It's the scariest part you could ever be in. Mm. Like scared in your own mind. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I put up a video on my Snapchat. And I was walking through my house because I thought all these people were in my house. And mm. I put it on my story, and I'm like, "Look at all these cunts! Hey, look at all these fucking cunts! Hit me, cunt! Come on!" And then I put it on my story, and there's heaps of people on there. It's fucking, oh, I was embarrassed the fuck out of myself. Yeah. You know? I, I didn't look at my phone for like a month after that. Mm. And well, I was I would get stuck in these psychoses for months at a time, mm. and it was insane for me to come back from that i can get through anything yeah you know what i mean but that was a big turning point like i never want to be in that situation again Mm. so that helped me
0: get off get off it for sure because yeah like i've had um i mean before like i went to rehab i had bouts of insomnia from just from whatever i guess if it was excessive drinking and i mean i used to try and drink to pass out yep so I, I have been in states where, yeah, like you can't sleep and then you, you, you're just starting to go cuckoo. Yep. But it's like I'd eventually pass out like at some point um, early in the morning and then – but I haven't been up for like three or four or five a week straight like you have. I mean, that's, that's like a whole other level. Um, I mean, what was – because, yeah, I mean, you're just, you're just going nuts the entire time just wandering around just like fucking – My mum had to hide all the knives in the house. Oh, really? I, My
1: mum said that I could look at her and I would think she's someone else and run and grab a knife. Like, mm. it was – this is at my family home. My nana witnessed this. Like, mm. I was like one of those junkies in Southport talking to no one. Yeah. Literally, I was one of those.
0: Mm. So, how's your family, I guess – how did your family go navigate it during that time? Have you spoken to them these days and, like, how they felt about how you were defi- doing with all of it? I still li- – I live with them now. Mm-hmm. And – I,
1: I put, yeah, I, do, I pretty much, I broke my dad at the time. Like, he was, he was depressed. So was my mum. They were just, their joy of life was just so low, seeing their son do that sort of stuff. And, like, if it wasn't for my mum not giving up on me, like, she didn't give up on me. Even mm. at my lowest times, like, she was always there for me. Yes, yeah, she was pissed off at me and hated my guts at times, mm. but she still loved me. And she didn't, she didn't give up on me. Like, she... If it wasn't for her I would have I would have been in jail for sure. Mm. She was the only reason there's been times I've been in courtrooms when my mum's been at the back just bawling her eyes out and mm. I haven't haven't gone to jail because of that. I'm yeah. sure of it. Like
0: so as you end up in court what, what sort of things led there?
1: Uh, so it started off I just got done like with a couple ounces of weed and stuff mm-hmm. and then yeah the Xanax makes you steal mm-hmm. for sure. And yeah I was just like stealing stuff from shops and just stupid shit. And then I think a couple of my last charges were my worst ones, which is something I would never fucking do, but drugs make you do things you would never do. Mm -hmm. I robbed two houses next to each other and got done for that. And I was already on probation when I got those two charges. And that's when I would have gone to jail for sure. But my mum, I didn't even get a conviction. The Mm -hmm. judge seen my mum and he said, he literally said in the courtroom, like, I can see your mum really cares about you. And like he just, he let me off. He didn't even give me a fine. Mm. And that was also another turning point in my life as well. Yeah. But honestly, if I didn't have my mom, like I would have, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. So yeah, I just owe it to my parents. I owe, mm. Yeah. owe it to them big time. Cool. But yeah, awesome. they're stoked to see me today, like
0: doing what I'm doing. I'd imagine so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, that, I mean, as, as always these stories go, it comes to a point, it comes to like, okay, there's a, which, I mean, in, some, in the message that you first sent me, um, I guess there was a few things, but I guess the first thing we can talk about, you've been stabbed. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so share what, what it's like to be stabbed. <laughs> it's pretty hectic. It's, yeah.
1: it's not fun. Mm. How, How did it, that happen? All right, so I was doing a deal for 10 Xanax bars and I pulled up, I was with my ex-missus at the time and I was parked out the front of the house and this guy walks over comes to my window, and I was already on five Xanax bars at this time, so I was pretty pretty off my head at the time. But So he, he pulled out a knife, and he tried to take my keys out of my car, sort of moved his hand away. I should have just drove off, but mm. um, so we just had a bit of an altercation. I wouldn't give him the stuff, and this happened so quick. So I'm sitting in my car. He's at my window, in, out, as quick as anything, mm. and then... I actually, I had a knife already like half flicked out in my cup holder here. First thing I did was try and stab him back. He stood mm-hmm. back and then I chucked it in first, drove off. And then I was like, fuck, fuck, I think I got stabbed. I was like, nah, I couldn't have, because I couldn't feel it. Mm. But I knew like he'd done that. So I lift my shirt up and it's pissing out with blood. Mm. So I was just in survival mode. Mm. Ch- took my shirt off, tied it around me, tied a knot. Fucking was like, i got to get to the hospital, because the ex misses she couldn't drive a manual car. Mm-hmm. So I got from Pimpama to Coomera and I had to pull over because I was just losing too much blood, getting lightheaded, was like felt myself going. Yeah. Luckily, what a blessing, the ambulance came in three minutes. Mm-hmm. Like they were there in a heartbeat. Um, got in the ambulance, they um, controlled the bleeding, put pressure on it. First thing that they'd done when I got in the ambulance, the ambulance guy, he asked me, he's like, are you on anything? I said, yeah. Yeah. Um, five xanax bars he goes all right good because it's like a relaxant yeah yeah all right, good.
0: <laughs> so no wonder you didn't feel it then
1: yeah. <laughs> and then but it's funny like at that time i thought i was depressed and wanted to die and stuff but mm. as soon as i was in a situation where i could die i realized how much i wanted to live yeah you know what i mean mm, yeah, there was no like oh mm. i just was like i have to survive there, yeah. there was no chance i was dying in that moment hmm and um, so I got in the ambulance. First thing they did was, yeah, control the bleeding. And then first thing, and then they put a, I got three shots of fentanyl in like a minute. Mm. So I was high as a kite. Mm. Got, to the, got to the hospital, had surgery immediately because I had to go in and stitch the lung up because they punctured the lung. So I've got the little scar here where it went in, mm. the scar where the tube had to drain the blood out from my, chest mm. and then the big scar up here where they had to enter to stitch it up and um yeah that was probably took me over a year to fully recover mm-hmm. maybe a bit longer i never thought that i would be able to train like mm-hmm. i never thought i'd be able to do a pull-up never thought i'd be able to hit a bench press yeah but i feel i, I honestly feel like at that time in my life i deserve to get stabbed mm-hmm. as like i i can own that like i know that that was the energy that i was putting out and yeah. i just got it all back mm. and i feel like i f- honestly i feel like i had to pay for my sins you mm. know what i mean yeah and i i had to suffer like it was a lot it was a year of recovering if not longer like even like the wor- the worst part was like getting home from hospital and like you don't realize how many muscles you have in your stomach just to get up like out of bed like lift mm. from flat to up it was torture but yeah, I got through it and it made mm. me stronger, and it's probably one of the best things that ever happened to me mm. yeah yeah <laughs> in, a fa- in, a, in, a, in a way yeah, yeah you found you i found, needed it mm.
0: I needed it at that time it's yeah, blessing in disguise yeah, absolutely, yeah, we can find positives in negative situations that we've experienced yep. it's like yeah i mean i've heard I've heard stories of people, yeah like they get in really bad depressive states and then they want to like they want to end their lives and then they get to a place where. Like, all right, you're on death's door, and then they realise, oh wait, no, I don't want this, and that's it's kind of like you need, like sometimes you might need to push yourself right to the edge to realise you don't want to go over the edge. Yeah, literally, (laughs) that's what it takes. So, were you using, I guess, during that whole time in in the recovery as well? So I was. Mm. I came out when I was recovering from it. I was still getting on
1: it. Mm. I was still getting on it. If anything, it um, I come out of that like when I was recovering, and it just kind of boosted my druggo like junkie ego of like yeah i got stabbed yeah i'm fucking smoky meth like, yeah is there like a pride, I mean? pride aspect like yeah. like yeah i've been stabbed like yeah. it's like gang cred or yeah. something <laughs> and yeah so i come out i come out was recovering from that was still getting on it was still like it fed my ego of the character i was playing at the time like the drugs influenced it a lot too mm. and i'd say probably six months after i got stabbed was when the real turning point came mm-hmm. and one of my best mates p- overdosed and died yeah and that's that's really the game changer that got me sober. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't it wasn't that what happened getting stabbed. If anything, after I got I think it was a month or two after I got stabbed, I went to
0: the Burley rehab group home. Do mm-hmm. you know what that one's called? Is that Miraki Mira- or something? Or Miri- I forget yeah, what it's called. Mir- Miraki, or, or, yeah, S- Miraki, I think. Miraki. Yeah, Yeah. And
1: I went there. I was only there for like two or three weeks. I was mm-hmm. supposed to be there for like six months, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, that place was kind of just like a big brother house Mm. for people who get on it. Yeah. It didn't... Like, I understand what they were trying to do, but yeah, it didn't make me any better. But it also... You don't realize how hard it is for people to get help when they need it because I got put on a one-month waiting list just to get in there. Yeah. And my mum was stressing out trying to get me into all these rehabs and
0: you just couldn't get help. Mm. Like, you have to wait months to get help. Yeah, that's kind of the... It's kind of the bad thing about it. Yeah, the, Yeah, there can be wait periods for it. And, yeah. You know, you could be in a moment where you need help, but then if the wait period's a month, you're like, oh, well, fuck it. And then yeah. you just go yeah. back out there and just, just get back on it again. Um, yeah. But that's that's kind
1: of one of my goals in the future is like when I when I get a lot of money and I'm going to do some great things with it and I'm going to really like try and help people and mm-hmm. create a system because I know all the systems I have now, they don't really help people. Like yeah. E- even if you go to jail, like you can... If you get on drugs, you go to jail. You can still get on drugs. You come out worse sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I just wanna, I, I want to go back to that place, and like talk to people because I know there was like mentors and stuff there. So I'd mm. like to go back there, like maybe in the next, maybe in six months or something, and like try and talk to some people mm. there. Cause
0: yeah. Well, well, go back to I guess yeah, you had a friend who overdosed and passed away. Um, how did that affect you, and what was the impact and I guess what's the story with there? Is it just were you, were you present or was it just hearing about it one night or well I actually wasn 't there that night hmm. but so it was
1: it was like a mixture of prescription drugs mm-hmm. and yeah, he was a beautiful bloke like he was a great person and he was he was very depressed at the time and he was had a lot going on hmm. and I feel sorry for him because he was masking his problems with the drugs, mm. and he was in a coma for a couple of days, and he, he didn't come out of it. Yeah. and his passing like his passing changed so many lives in such a positive way. Mm. Like he, he, I know he's watching over me. I get signs all the time, you know what I mean? He's proud of me, he's watching over me. he's mm. happy, he's in a good place, you know what I mean. And his death, as bad as it is and how much everyone misses him like if it wasn't for him a lot of people would still be going down the wrong path Mm -hmm. and he like there is positive that came from it yeah like yeah I know he's watching over me I know Mm. he's proud of me
0: yeah absolutely so yeah you have that and is it just like a light bulb moment goes off in your head is it just yeah it's time to change yeah like this is it like it was the biggest wake up call you could Mm. have like it was like a flick of a
1: switch it was like I don't want to even get on it anymore Mm. like I realized like this is this is real like it's all fun and games until that happens you know what I mean and then when that happened it was kind of like I kind of separated myself from everyone and I was like 58 kilos at the time and I got sober and I got on um the doctor put me on an antidepressant to get Mm -hmm. me off the prescriptions yeah and that helped me a lot with like sleeping and stuff Mm -hmm. and it also helped me put on a lot of weight yeah so I was eating a lot and I was sleeping well and I wasn't getting on it and in probably six to eight months I put on like 30 kilos mm-hmm. I went from like skinny to like chubby yeah. and looking healthy and everyone's yeah. like you're looking so healthy <laughs> as soon as I started people say, you're looking healthy you're looking healthy mm. I just wanted to stay healthy Yeah. and then I just replaced my addictions with good addictions so I got into that's when like where like um, Darcy come in and he taught me like routine he mm. taught me cold showers he taught me Goal writing, which mm. I still do today, and yeah. has completely changed my life. Like waking up, writing down my goals, or just journaling about, like affirmations mm. and um, goals, and that's changed my life big time. And I still do that today.
0: Yeah. So when did, so was Darcy first came into the picture for you? Because, um, yeah, I mean a lot of stuff that you've just shared. A lot of elements were similar in his story, so there's probably that relatability. I mean, That's... he he went down the path of drugs. I mean, he wound up in jail. I believe he even mentioned he went to Mirakai as well. Really? Um, yeah, he mentioned in his that he went there, and I think he that was he used to train people in there. I think as well was That's in, true. And, yeah. So um, so when did when did you come in contact with Mister Cogdale? I would say probably a year and a half ago, two mm. years, and.
1: Yeah, the reason I, I saw Darcy's profile on Instagram and I listened to him talk and I listened to his story and the fact that he related reminded me so much of myself, mm. but kind of like an older version. Yeah. I I, I wanted to listen to him because like he was doing so well mm. and where he'd come from, and I was like I could see myself in him, and that's why I, I chose him to be my online coach at the time because mm-hmm. I, I saw myself in him, and yeah, it helped me a lot. Yeah, he's a legend.
0: Absolutely, yeah. He's a he's a he's a very energetic, vibrant guy. Yeah, he is. he's had quite a story. Um, did he make as part of working with him? Did you have to throw coffee in your face in the shower every morning, or is that that's no, that's, that's, his thing? Yeah, that's his thing? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because he. I mean, a lot of I guess he's. I mean, his basis was was fit fitness, and so is that is that when you started thinking? Because you're obviously a very fit looking guy now. Is that when I guess the You started to to head down the fitness journey and start exploring health and fitness. Yeah, the beginning of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it was it was lucky I started training when I did when I put on all that weight, or else I just would have got fat as. Mm. (laughs) So I started (laughs) training at the right time, and yeah, once once you start seeing progress, and once you start loving the journey, and people telling you you're looking good, and you you don't you never want to go back to your old ways once you start seeing that progress. Yeah, and that was the nail on the head i just because i trained when i was younger like 15 16 and that and i think training is part of my purpose for sure because mm. it's always been in my life yeah i just lost it for a few years mm. and um no nah, it's good to be back and um we're just getting started yeah I mean, yeah literally just getting started
0: yeah and like you said before you said you were finding better addictions to yep. say the least but i think that I guess addictions are more probably have a negative, unhealthy effect on us. Whereas, like I'd say, like if you, like if gym was the example of, of the the better addiction, I mean, it's probably just a better habit. Yeah, like I think it's just habit. forming better sure. habits. But I am addicted to the gym. <laughs> like I, I would
1: chain chest and back every single day if I could. Yeah, like I just love it.
0: Yeah. So how have you found? Because now you work with uh, Jackson Tippett. Yep. And you know he's another online fitness coach, and he's gone down the route he went down the route with steroids yep. and that can be something that a lot of young guys i mean even i mean i guess with the tiktok age you're seeing even yeah. under, kids under 18 yep. like looking at sort of oh well i need to take yeah all these arts sorts of yeah, drugs and yeah. so having someone like jackson who's gone down the steroid yep. route where you know it nearly cost him his freedom he nearly mm-hmm. ended up in jail with that um how has he uh been an, um a good mentor for you Jackson's a legend like I love his energy
1: Mm. and I love his motivational spirit and just who he is as a person he's just inspiring and he just tries to push the best out of everyone yeah and yeah he's just a good mentor and Mm. he's just a
0: good person to look up to and have around you have you found having like a mentor like Darcy or Jackson um, has impacted your journey like would you recommend anyone would you recommend to people that if they're a bit lost in yep. life, like oh, getting 100%, a mentor, hundred percent,
1: hundred percent. But you gotta, you gotta have the right one for you. Mm. You gotta find someone that you really kind of, you, someone you really look up to, and you listen to what they say. You know what I mean? Mm. You gotta, you gotta really look up to the person. You gotta really understand what they're saying and take it in, and then you'll really, you'll really grow from that. Mm. So I do, I do recommend getting a mentor if you wanna. Level up in life, or take anything to the next level, or just grow as a person. It's just it's someone good to have someone to hold you accountable, mm. and just someone you can message and will bring you up and give you the motivation you need, mm. and just someone who's got your back, someone who wants the best for you. Mm. So yeah,
0: I do recommend it. Yeah, because yeah, we, you don't want to, you want to keep growing in life. You don't want to stagnate. Yes, I mean the saying is if you're not growing, you're dying. Yep, and um, yeah, especially having someone in your corner to motivate you hold yep. you accountable can be incredibly beneficial um, even the top the top athletes they all have coaches
1: mentors mm-hmm. even the top level number one in the world they, they even got they got a coach yeah like you can't
0: be too good for a coach yeah <laughs> the coaches have coaches <laughs> yeah 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 um, absolutely and I mean we mentioned it at the start and you've mentioned like you look at you've looked at old pictures of yourself and I mean I've seen that on your social media like you've got old videos you've got old pictures of yourself and I look at that. I look at those and then I look at you and it's just like, I don't, it's two different people. Yeah, it is. And I got the same thing because I've got a lot of photos and videos of myself when I was in my drunken stupor and people are just like, these are two different yeah. people. I don't recognize yeah. it. Do you look at those photos and videos now and just, do you see yourself as that person no. or you don't recognize them at all? That's, it's a different person.
1: Yeah. It's a completely different person. Mm. It's, it wasn't, it was, it's not who I am now. Yeah. It's, yeah.
0: That's good. <laughs> And so when the, when the fog cleared from all the drugs and you're like, okay, I want to live, well, what do I want to do with my life then? Um, what things came up for you? Definitely fitness, mm-hmm. being being a coach, being a
1: personal trainer, mm-hmm. changing other people's lives. Yeah. Because that's, that's where I get where I feel most whole is knowing I've made a positive impact on someone. Mm-hmm. Because of how much negative impacts I've done in the past on people, now for me to know that i can make a positive change is i feel like it's my purpose mm. i feel like my purpose is to use what i've been through to help others mm. and people see those transformations and they get inspired from it mm. because it just shows that it doesn't matter where you are in life you can always turn it around mm. it doesn't matter how low you are you you know it's self-belief if you believe you can you can do it yeah and that's that's what it comes down to is how bad you want it how bad you want to change or if you can envision it you can make it happen like i what i'm doing today i visioned two years two three years ago i had the vision clear in my head i could see it and it's it's coming alive i've Mm. written it down and it's manifested its way into reality and now i'm writing down bigger goals like enormous goals Mm -hmm. and i know i'm going to make it happen because (laughs) because of my determination and my will to win like nothing can stop me Mm. i'll make it happen like i'm I want to make it happen as much as I want to breathe. So yeah. nobody can take it away from me.
0: And doesn't matter how many times I fall down, I'll get back up. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. Because I guess, yeah, like if you're starting out on changing your life, especially if you've gone down the drugs and alcohol route, which usually stems from, um, yeah, I guess, in like what you describe as like a lack of purpose, a lack of, bigger meaning to being here on this planet and we're only here for a finite time. And yeah, like if you don't find a better reason to be here, then it's very easy to get sucked into the party lifestyle and then just, um, heading down that way. Um, do you have any, I guess, from your experience getting out of the, getting out of the hole and working towards the light? What, what sort of, um, strategies and tips could you provide to our listeners on how to begin like their journey i
1: would i would start off by saying a relationship with god Mm -hmm. for me that has been the biggest thing that has got me out of where i was yeah was the power of prayer Mm -hmm. at my lowest points at my lowest points i've got down on my knees and i've prayed Mm -hmm. because i know who i can be who i could have been at that time and i've just prayed and prayed and prayed and that's all I had at my lowest points was praying. Mm-hmm. And I still pray today, every day. Yep. And for me, a relationship with God is the most important thing in my life. Mm-hmm. That's what means the most to me. And it's self-belief and it's it's finding a relationship. If you don't believe in God, at least believe in yourself and mm. pray for what you want. Because the universe can't know what you want unless you tell it. Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta write it down and you gotta work towards it every day. Yeah. So you got to have a vision and you got to have a goal cuz if you don't you'll just wander through life and you you won't ever achieve what you truly want to achieve unless you truly write it you know write it down and aim towards something. You got to aim towards things. You got to work towards things. Little goals. Just start mm-hmm. little, you know, wake up early for a week straight and then after a week straight do it for a month and mm. then just tick tick boxes. Yeah. And just make little changes. Doesn't mm. have to it's not just going to happen like that. You just
0: got to take little action and it it'll accumulate over time. Yeah. Would you also recommend like visual like writing down your goals so like you can so you can visually see them on like a piece of paper right as well and then tick them off? 100% yeah. 100%. yeah. Is that something you do? Yeah, yeah. All yeah, all the time. Yeah. All the time. I mean from like when you watch when you look at Darcy's stories, I mean it's every day. It's yeah. just like he's written this, he's writing them down every, every day. day. <laughs>
1: It works. It sounds corny. Like mm. even I was hesitant at the start. Like oh, writing it down. How's that gonna work? Mm. But I've I reckon this is pretty cool. So the word spelling, right? I feel like we're all magicians. Mm-hmm. When we write things down, we spell it into the universe, oh. like a spell. We cast a spell, mm. and we all we all have the ability to create our own lives. Mm. We're magic. Yeah. We write it down. We spell it. Mm. We make it come real. Yeah, that's. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and I think it resonates. Yeah, yeah. It does. In the way that you can bring it to life. Mm. I'll tell you a cool, cool story. So about a year and a half ago, I was well, maybe a year ago, I was writing down every day, I will work in the gym every day. I will work in the gym every day. I will go to the gym and work every day, etc. And one day I was at the gym, EMF Kumara, and I went up to the counter to buy a bottle of water. And I'd handed in my resume to this gym many times mm-hmm. before, right? And I go up to the counter and I go to buy a water and the club manager goes, can you work Sunday? And I'm like, of course I can. I swear to God. <laughs> wow. And I got the job. You just got the job from that. It, the way that it unfolds and comes together when mm. you truly put your energy into wanting something is miraculous. Like yeah. God works in amazing ways. And that was just another blessing because mm. I told the universe what I wanted and it and it unfolded. Yeah. And I couldn't believe how how mm.
0: it happens. It's yeah. just amazing. Yeah. It's pretty it's pretty hard to believe sometimes. Eh? It, it is. But know? I swear to God. I swear <laughs> to God. So were you we always religious or is this just something you picked up in recovery? Or? I think multiple near-death
1: experiences definitely made me believe in God. Mm. I went to... I actually went to a Catholic school. Mm-hmm. And I kind of used to... used to make me not want to mm. be like that because... I think religion divides people. Mm. God unites people. Oh, yeah. So, all the different religions—they all kind of against each other. But that's not God's way. God is everyone united. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not religious, but I believe in God. I
0: believe in God, yeah. I think religion takes away from God. Mm. Oh, that's a good point. And so, what's your? Because these days, you know. Are you completely off everything? So I don't. I haven't drank this year. Mm-hmm. I went out a couple times last year. I went Cali Beach. Okay. <laughs> you've probably seen some TikToks about yeah. Cali. Well, Jackson goes there as well, so yeah. the, it's a popular uh, spot here on the coast now. I try to stay away from that. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't want to drink this year. Yeah. I had a, I had
1: a few drinks last year, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I'm not I'm not too fussed on it.
0: Because I guess like because mostly your vices were drugs. Um, so it sounds like alcohol wasn't much in the picture, I guess, maybe when you were taking Xanax. but
1: Yeah, I, was nev- I would never kind of just get drunk. Mm. I would always want, like, have a prescription in me or do, like, a stimulant.
0: Yeah. So it was never really, like, that was, like, your, like, main source of, yeah. of getting fucked up. Yep. It was always just, like, an extra supplement, I guess, like, in the gym <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, you don't really have much of a... I mean, I guess your relationship with alcohol is just like, yeah, I'd rather not do it. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I wouldn't say I have a problem with it or mm.
0: anything. Yeah, yeah, and I guess like, I guess you know, you're very focused on the gym yep. and in your health and fitness, and as I guess we all know, like alcohol can have can have a negative effect on that, even just from like the extra empty calories. Yep. if you're if you've got goals, the espresso martinis, <laughs> two hundred calories. Yeah, yeah, you have ten of them. So what are your goals for 2023?
1: So I just, I just handed in my last um, assignments for my Cert 3 and 4 in fitness. Mm-hmm. So if that all gets ticked off, I'll all going well be personal training mm-hmm. at EMF Cooma, I'd say. Yep. And so that's a big goal for me. I've wanted to do that for a long time. And launching my brand. Yeah, so got he's,
0: Kane's got uh, Zamet, which is his clothing brand that he's uh, s- launching this year as well. Yep, Very yep. exciting. Super excited. i mm. uh, got the website coming out in
1: a couple of weeks. Uh, we got shirts, tanks and short shorts. <laughs> 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 oh, you got to have short shorts. That's, no, that, have the short yeah, yeah. shorts. If it's going to be a gym wear brand, there's got to be short shorts for yep. sure. And we're working on a lot of stuff too. I've got um, really working on women's scrunch bum leggings sports bras oversized tees mm-hmm. but we also want to go like not just active wear but like lifestyle stuff too even like
0: dress shirts polos um everything we're yeah. gonna have everything it's awesome well thanks for joining us today kane it's Pleasure. been a, a awesome little story and it's great to see it's always great to see like someone changing their life for the better yeah and you look like you thrive into i mean you do look a lot healthier than you did in some of these other videos I've seen. And um, yeah, it's, it's great to see. I guess we can just end it on, I guess, on your journey. What's the best piece of advice that you've received? Best piece of res- uh, advice I've received would probably just be,
1: don't worry about what people think. If you have a goal, just chase it. Mm-hmm. Don't let anybody tell you you can't. Mm. And if you have a vision, just go after it. Yeah. Just do what, do what you know you can do. Mm. be who you know you can become don't let anybody hold you back yeah
0: that's what I'll say cheers to that (laughs) Kane. thanks brother no problem that's been another episode Last Drinks Podcast I'm Will Hitchens we'll see you in the next one